Welcome back to Hindsight Hacking, everyone. I hope you enjoyed our first ever podcast in our. I know, uh, Corey, I frankly really enjoyed the podcast in our. I know it was crazy doing a, a show every single day. And now we're back to our normal routine. So uh, I can't wait to get that going. Yeah. So for everyone that's ever been interested in a sales funnel or even want to know what it's about, come check us out today. Let's get to it. If you are like we were, stuck and searching, there is so much out there. We were searching and searching. So we decided to follow our passion of helping people achieve their goals, helping others that are feeling stuck. On this podcast, we plan to cut through all that noise, give you actionable steps from highly successful people so that you can have better foresight through others' hindsight. This is Hindsight Hacking. Well, welcome back to uh, Hindsight Hacking. Today, we are joined by Will Esterheiser. Will is a sales funnel expert and runs his own agency, Consult Funnels, with clients from all around the world and with the different businesses and niches. Uh, his agency helps online marketers get back time by putting systems and automations in place to help their business go from five to seven figures using sales funnels. Will, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks for that. Uh, reading that whole intro. <laughs> That's quite a bit of well, sometimes a mouthful. I know. And uh, I know my surname is also a bit of a challenge usually because, uh, yeah, um, I'm from South Africa and it's not, it's not a native English word to use. So, yeah, thanks for doing your best thing. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, uh, I'll get better as we do it more, as we say it more. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, well, we're excited to have you on. And uh, another reason Corey always goes first. Uh, he gets to introduce everyone with the hard names, and I just welcome you. <laughs> so it's phenomenal. Yeah, but that's uh, that's, that's good. It, it's it's a good space, but uh, you know, for the people that don't know who you are, can you give everyone a little bit about your backstory? Yeah, cool, man. Um, so as you introduced me, I, I do run a sales funnel agency, but before that, this it wasn't at all like this. Um, I used to actually um, be a qualified electrical engineer. Uh, I went and did the whole thing of studying uh, as your parents usually do and say, listen, go study something, go and get a proper job. Um, and uh, I did that, go, went to university, studied there for a few years, uh, got that diploma or university, whatever you want to call it, and started working into, in a, well, a nine to five job. Uh, here in South Africa, it's eight to five. Uh, so uh, yeah, we started eight to five. <laughs> and uh, it was in renewable energy, which was supposed to be a fulfilling job. It's something that you always think, I'm helping the environment and I'm doing something to help people. But at the same time, I was always asking myself, is this really what I want to do? Is this just because the path that was kind of set for me instead of the path that I really wanted to take? Because I've always been an entrepreneur, I think, at heart. Um, and I think you know it from when you were quite young. Uh, I knew it from a quite young age. But then I followed through on it. And uh, yeah, I, so as most people do, I sat on Facebook a lot of times at work and not being too productive. And uh, saw a Facebook post about um, starting a business online using Amazon FBA. So that was actually my first intro into the online space was Amazon e-commerce. Uh, that then went into a bigger side of things. We, I built the business, 
my wife now runs it. Uh, she knows the numbers. She runs all the whole side of things there. And uh, yeah, I started doing part-time that uh, while I was still, still doing my full-time job. I uh, started growing that. And while I was doing this, um, the, the, the course that I actually bought, teaching you how to do the whole Amazon FBA thing, started making friends with the guys who founded it. And um, yeah, after good, some good conversations, they said, listen, they need some stuff uh, done for them online. Could I maybe help them software-wise? And I said, yeah, cool. I'll help you guys out. And uh, started doing that part-time for them also. So I was trying to, so I almost had two side hustles at the same time, doing my full-time job. And uh, yeah, the one day they just, these guys just said, listen, they love what I'm doing. Um, I have a day, day basically to decide if I want to do this full-time or not. <laughs> so they literally put me on the spot and said, okay, so do you want to change your total career in one day? And I just said, oh man, okay. Ran back to my wife, as most people do. First go check with who's in charge of the finances <laughs> <laughs> and uh, spoke to her. And the first thing I had to do, I had to convince her. So that was my first, first sales pitch, basically, to get somebody to say, yes, you can do this online thing. Um, but uh, we were actually living with our parents, well, my parents-in-law, so her, her parents. Uh, we weren't in the best financial situation then. And uh, yeah, her mom was listening in the background and going, oh, no, 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 you can't do this. This is going to be a scam. Whatever you do online, people are going to steal your money. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do work for them. So they're going to pay me. So maybe they're stealing money. I don't know how they're going to do that, but okay, cool. Um, and we just had a good chat. And my wife said, listen, if this is really what you want to do, um, after all the ideas I had before this, all the massive ideas, as we all do as entrepreneurs, we do have a lot of ideas. We usually go to our spouse first, tell her the ideas. But the idea 100, she's like, oh, yeah, I've heard this one before. Where this one, I think she saw that I was really committed and really had a drive to do it. And uh, yeah, I made a decision that night. And uh, the next morning, I had it in my notice at my job and told the guys, listen, yeah, I'm going to come full time and work online for you. <laughs> and that then uh, was quite a big leap, quite a big jump. Uh, that then, sorry, I'm telling a very big, long backstory, maybe. There. No, please keep it. This <laughs> is perfect. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what happened then is basically when I started doing for these guys a lot of work, I was doing various things like freight, customer service. I was doing a lot of systems. So I was putting a lot of systems with their business in, in place, like software, different things, um, just uh, employing new people, stuff like that. And at some point, uh, one of the founders, Steven, said to me, listen, do you not want to look at the software we use to kind of sell and build our courses and our sales funnels? And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. And uh, he mentioned ClickFunnels. And uh, I've never heard about ClickFunnels. First time I've ever heard about it. Uh, so it's a software for most people who don't know about maybe about it. It's a sales funnel builder. Um, and uh, yeah, Dr. Water, because of my engineering background, I used to do a lot of drawings and design work. So that came into very handy. Uh, and then, yeah, from the 2016, that's basically where the whole thing started. And then it spiraled for, for, by them actually being my mentors and actually showing me what to do, helping their business grow from 400 to over 5,000 members now. Uh, they're doing well over... Uh, seven figures to turn over. I'm heading to 10 figures now. So it's wow. great experience that. And that then also turned the whole thing of what I'm doing to agency to kind of, and then from references. And they started referencing people to me that could need help. Very similar level as them. And that then just was much more simpler. Um, yeah. And it's just agency started growing and growing. And now I just have a handful of clients. Uh, some people think, yeah, you have to have massive amount of people or client people you work with. Um, for me personally, it was a case of I have a handful and I deliver a higher level of quality of service and a very impersonal. And like I, I believe there's a very big difference between customer service and customer experience. 
so I'm, I'm really high on the customer or customer support and customer um, experience. So customer experience means a big thing. So uh, that's, that's where you set yourself apart. Walk us through that time in 2016 before you made the leap. Like, were you working 40 hours a week? Like, how are you building that, that side hustle um, and then a second side hustle and balancing the family life and all that? It was difficult. Um, we were just, we were uh, almost like, what was it now? We were a year into marriage, so pretty much very new into it. And a lot of stuff still needs, well, it's still new as you've seen with marriage, a lot of stuff still happening. But uh, yeah, the job side of it, where I was still on my nine to five. So what I would literally do is I would work by hours that I should work. And then I would get home and would not see me. Uh, my wife, <laughs> I think for three months, didn't see me just because of the stuff I was doing. At some point, she was just trying to get attention to kind of just tell me, listen, where are you? You just, just, you just disappear. And that's the thing. And I just said to myself, I focus this time and build this business. Then in the long term, it's going to help us a lot. It's going to build a, like a, from a strong foundation. Instead of just trying, because as most of us do, we try a few things whenever we're starting out. We try the year and the, but these, the, the e-commerce side of thing, and then this um, service that I did, well, where we started going full-time for these guys, that really just progressed from putting in the hours. And it was a tough three to four months in the sense of working weekends, working weekdays uh, after hours, just because of the client base, uh, time zone differences, and just made myself always available. And uh, that kind of set a good standard in some sense, maybe some <laughs> to the point where you almost burn out because you're doing too much. But I was still young. I'm not too old now still, but uh, I was still in my 20s days, so it was, uh, I could burn the midnight oil without crashing too hard, where now it's a bit more difficult as you get over the 30s. Uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, you guys most likely get that experience. Yeah, we're, I mean, uh, we're in our 40s, so it's yeah, um, yeah. the kids and the, the nine to five and then trying to build something else. So, uh, you know, we've, we feel that pain and uh, yeah. trying to appease, appease the family. And uh, yeah, it's, so yeah, it's definitely, yeah. that's, that's why I have to buy into it. Yeah, that's hundred percent. And but that's why I asked you that question because I know the challenges that uh, yeah. we both face with this. Yeah, no, my, I, I really I sat down. I said my wife at least when we had a chat about this, we have a good sit down session. We actually talked about it, and from there, what has happened is she's also not working from home now because she was able then to leave her job, start an online business of her own, uh, which is great. She's doing coaching now, online coaching. Uh, she's, I said she's running the e-commerce side of things. So, uh, but that thing, that just came through, through, through progress and well, putting in the hours again. Um, so yeah, it's, it's difficult. Everybody talks about the hustle. Um, it's almost like a double-sided sword of the hustle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're hustling on the right thing, it's, it, it, it works. If you're hustling on anything, basically like a thousand things, it's not going to work about us. So luckily for me, it worked out. I had two things, but uh, both of them grew simultaneously because the one was very passive compared to the other one. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. No, I think, you know, you said a couple of things that were super important, especially I know in my career and Corey's career, it's, it's getting your significant other involved in the decision-making process. Cause if you, you know, I think all three of us can say, you know, we've had that conversation. I, I've always said I was the ideas guy because I'll come up with crazy stuff and I'm like, Hey, let's go do this. And they're like, uh, okay. You know, but unless you have support at home, it's almost yeah. impossible to yeah. become successful out, out anywhere else because yeah. when you come home, if there's some friction there and everyone's not on the same page, 
you know, I, I feel very blessed. And I know Corey does that our wife support all the crazy stuff that we do. So can, can you kind of maybe touch on the importance of having that conversation before it gets getting started for newer entrepreneurs and leaders? I think it's, it's a very difficult conversation to actually have. Just for the plain fact of, if you, as you said, that you've got a lot of ideas already that you've spoken about. And, if, and I think the difference you should make is kind of, you should first, I'm going to say, get some results. Because I think if your family buys in immediately when you can show them tangible results. For the previous stuff that I tried way back when, it, there was no real results. I was just trying something. I was just doing this. And at the same time, whenever you invest in something, I also saw my wife also, because it was the first time I actually said, I'm going to buy something. Because um, usually you try free stuff. That's what you do. Because you go to YouTube and you go there and you go download this. And I think this one freebie is going to help you build a massive business. <laughs> That's a misconception. Uh, mm -hmm. So what I did is I actually invested in something. Uh, I put my money where my mouth is. And by doing that, that also showed commitment from my wife's side. She was the, still the one saying, yep, let's you can put the finances to that, some of the finances. I said, we weren't in the best financial position, but we just made a decision of if we're going to invest in this, I'm going to work my ass off. And I did. So I went and I put in the time, I put in the hours and that showed her, even though she kind of didn't see me for a long time, at least it showed her I was actually very committed to what I was doing. So uh, it's, it's difficult to kind of get the person to buy in, especially if you've done this, you've got a lot of ideas. And most of us starting a business online or being an entrepreneur, it's difficult. We see the shiny objects thing. Um, it's hard. It's always like the squirrel moment. If you see something, oh, I have to run to that. I have to do that. We have just actually focused on or invest in something to the point where it should hurt at some point. I believe it should hurt a bit that if you make that deposit or the payment, because that makes you so much more committed uh, than you normally would. And that also around you, as soon as you get results, show your wife, show your wife what you're doing, show her results on your side, show the family, talk about it, be open about it. And uh, they'll be amazed actually how people will switch around just because, well, being in South Africa, the online space is not that well known here. It's not, it's not in the sense of it's not known. It's just most people think it's a scam happening if you're doing something online, most likely. Uh, so my friends, it usually takes each, each barbecue we are at, they would ask, oh, what do you do again, uh, Will? And like, I have to explain from the start. And you can see, oh, nope, went about. <laughs> no offense to them. Nice. Everybody's got, the, uh, they've got their thing. Uh, it was just uh, interesting always, you know. So, but yeah, as I said, it's difficult to get the family to buy in the first time around, uh, especially if you've got a track record. Um, maybe not the best track record, but if you've got a good one, yeah, it's good. Well, maybe buying easier, but uh, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. So uh, you, you went with those gentlemen that convinced you to leave the day job um, and then fast forward a few years. Uh, mm -hmm. You've got the Funnel Society podcast. Uh, you've got, yes. uh, is, is you have a company with that same name or as uh, for building funnels? Yeah, so that's Consult Funnels is the, the other side of the business. So that's Funnel Society. It's just a podcast that I started up uh, talking about sales funnels. Like you guys, we just talk. Like this, and we talk about advice. We talk about what's working with, for them. Um, I share about what's working for clients at the moment because they're paying a lot of money to test what's going on in funnels. So I might as well share the tips to somebody that's just starting out. Because if you, I can help somebody just jump that one step, it's going to help them. Or that, well, especially when you're starting out, um, it's difficult because you don't have a lot of capital. So any mistake you make is a costly mistake. So uh, yeah, it usually helps if you just share content. Uh, well. I believe uh, in uh, abundancy. Um, so uh, yeah, trying to put a lot of content out there. Uh, so consult funnels is my 
funnels agency side of things. And then uh, the funnel society is just uh, my podcast side of things. Nice. I, I love how you've kind of, you're approaching it two different ways. You know, I, I know the click funnel space is, is kind of new for me. I know Corey's uh, highly involved in it. I love the design aspect and I, I'm really enjoying the podcast piece. So we're, we're very similar in that aspect. Yeah. Um, what, what made you kind of pick, um, pick necessarily, you know, going down the funnel route or going yeah. down the podcast route, podcast route yourself? Yeah. So, well, the, the funnel side of things, the funnel agency side of things was just because of, um, it, as I said, it organically grew. I had the client that I was working with, the first guys who convinced me to leave my day job. And uh, I, start, I said, do the funnel for them. And that company has grown so big, we'll be running that for them. But at the same time, we got, got references from them because they were speaking to, to people they're doing affiliate deals with. Um, and the guy said, listen, who's doing your funnel for stuff like that? And that just went, yep, Will is doing that. And his team is, he's got in the background. Uh, he's running it and uh, yeah, and they started putting it into contact. We had a good chat and it, it took it a while because I, when, I when I decided I kind of wanted to do the agency thing, um, I had a few maybe rotten apples as clients in the beginning because I just took, because <laughs> I had this big client that I'm working with and, right. I've been, and then you kind of go into the space and you try and find clients, but you know, you don't exactly know the pattern or the precise avatar of people you want to work with because this client is so advanced at this moment in time so where do you start with somebody low down the road to get that avatar built for yourself? So that took some time for me to get that and understand that. And I made a few mistakes along the road to get people in, which wasn't the correct fit, but it only took some time and actually making the mistake. It's, it's literally, I usually refer to it as a dating because <laughs> you have to kind of build a relationship. You have to go to your first date. Everybody's shy. You don't, you don't really show yourself too much. And then once you start to get a month, two months into it, then you realize, okay, so this is the person's personality. This is how you work with the person. This is how they, this is how they treat when somebody breaks, treats the scenario when something breaks. So how do you deal with that? So it's only by doing that. And that's usually why we go with a bit more, somebody doing higher sales in a month, just because we know they really get, just got, they've got some traction. It helps a lot. They've got that traction already because you know they're making sales. They've got the audience. They know who they're selling to. There's no, because the guys we've worked with before, some of them didn't even know exactly what they're going to sell. And they would come to you with different things. And you can just see they're scattered. So the funnel's going to be scattered because you don't exactly know what you're going to build for them because they're all over the place. So we immediately started sussing that out and figuring that out. And then we started realizing, okay, so we need a certain revenue we kind of would need to work with because that's the person that is actually open to investing and bring somebody in to add the automations and the systems in place to kind of to take the business to the next levels. And it's easier to actually pour what I would say rocket fuel on that, where if you've got a bit of a scattered idea, it, you add rocket fuel to it and it goes like, uh, what's it called? Uh, a rockets almost, it just goes yeah. everywhere. It's not controlled. Where right. if you've got, that, you've got that already system in place, well, audience in place, it's easier to take them to the next level. So that's just what we found. Um, for, for, well, that's how the agency progressed in any case. Um, so yeah, I, I usually get off tangent. I know Alice, I like going to this whole thing because I get a lot of technical. I love going technical. All nice. This. No, it's, so, it's great. Yeah, uh, it's great. I'm, I'm over here taking notes, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. Uh, no, no. But it's, uh, as I said, it's fun so far. Um, the agency naturally just grew from itself from references. And then the podcast, um, what I did with the podcast, the whole idea of strategy behind it is two things. One thing, I want to put content out there. 
just to help other people just starting out and learning from the guys that I'm working with because these guys are doing really good sales. They know what they're doing. The files are running, running really well. We've got systems in place. So I can just share the stuff that I'm using because it's not going to cost me anything to share. it. Uh, it's free content. The second part of it is sometimes some of the guests I have on my podcast is actually a potential client for me because some of the times I can actually, with, for the questions and the discussions we have, I can actually figure out if somebody on my podcast potentially could be a client for me. And then afterwards, I would chat to them and see what they're doing. So usually when we, when we do that, then we go actually go and look at their funnels. We do like a proposal for them, looking at the funnels, break it all down, see what they're currently doing, look at the sales they're currently doing. So do a whole analysis of what they're doing and then give them the whole analysis and say, this is what we think you should be doing. This is what you're currently doing. This is what you think that you should be doing. And then they can either go and decide they can use that, do it themselves, or they can decide they can take us on as an agency and start the relationship building from there. But uh, that's, that's just a trick, not a trick, but it's a strategy we have used also as a podcast. Um, but it's mostly just for free content with the idea if there's somebody we really want to kind of get onto the podcast and we know it's a potential client, we'll yep. uh, do a bit more effort. So yeah. Nice. 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 Well, all right. I'm going to switch gears on you a little bit and uh, <laughs> okay. true to true to form for our show specifically. Uh, I, okay. I like to ask everyone one specific question. Uh, so uh, if you had perfect hindsight uh, and you could go back and give yourself advice, uh, when, when would you go back to and what advice would you give? Oh, that's always a difficult one because uh, what, what point in time do you want to go back to? Because you want to go back when you can do stock investments and just buy everything you can, Uber and I, what do you call it, Apple inv- uh, stocks. Or do you want to still follow the passion that you're in? So that's going to be a good question. Uh, it's also a difficult one because, yeah. What I would say is if I keep on my niche and I focus on my passion, what I have at the moment, which is funnels and the whole online space. So I'll keep to that. Um, if I go back, it would probably be before I just studied. It's kind of uh, literally just before I just started and actually decided to invest that money. I know it's, it's way back. Um, maybe I'm a bit old, as you said, but you guys seem to be older as you said this, so it's good. <laughs> I don't feel that old. But uh, in that sense, um, if I go back today, it's difficult to say it would have worked out precisely. But uh, if I could give myself advice, it was be more open to what is out there at the moment because I chose a career path that was kind of set for me and because the family was doing it and it wasn't really looking at what else is available out there at the moment. And... There's so much things out there you can do. So, so much. Luckily, people growing up in this age now, in the information age, they get so much exposure. They've got Google at the point of their fingers. Uh, they can type in and they can get information from anywhere. We, 2005, when I was studying, that wasn't so much available. It was still the early stages of digital, still getting into it. So I think in that way, I would say just be open-minded. Go take a year. Go and relax. Not relax, but go and do something. Get your mind open to what is actually possible in the world. And then be closed off what's happening. And then I would say start uh, a software called ClickFunnels and start building that yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and build that to a billion-dollar company. And uh, right. yeah, and employ somebody called Russell Brunson in your team and take him uh, through the journey with you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he'll, exactly. sell it. he'll sell it for you. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's difficult. I said you can go as far back as you want to. I would just say it's, uh, I've, so far my path has been what it is because of the decisions I've made. The good, the bad, it's all been there. I wish I would have started this earlier. I wish everybody wishes that. I wish I'd gone back probably five years before I actually started my job or studied to kind of been able in this space. But in that time, I think it wasn't that available for me. 
So mm -hmm. most likely the journey I am on is because I have to be on this journey. It's, it's difficult sometimes because I want to go back a few years and stop wasting time because I made a lot of promises in the previous fun lacking live we went to, I went to 2018 one. I made a lot of promises, didn't follow through on a lot of them. So uh, maybe I should go back then and just slap myself and said, start a podcast then. Because um, it's always that fear thing of you don't start a few things. You don't start a, few, a lot of stuff in your life because you're always afraid of failure. So you just stay where you are because you're comfortable with, with where you are. And starting something is not a bigger deal. And failing is not a bigger deal. Uh, you can always bounce back. Always, always, always. What's the worst that can happen? I always tell myself, what is the worst that can happen? So meteorite can hit the earth and then everything is gone in any case. <laughs> so yeah, not to be too much dramatic about it, but uh, yeah, that's usually, I'm just trying to go back to the point of what's the worst that can happen and just try it. Uh, that's what yeah. my wife always said about me. I'm always somebody to try anything. And that's what she loved about me. I, I was just, I would try anything um, to the point where I sometimes uh, <laughs> hurt myself, but it's still, I tried something and I could at least say I learned from it and I took away experience from it. So next time if I see that, I can say, yeah, okay. Does that, I know it's a, maybe a long-winded question, but uh, no. I'm trying to be diplomatic there and saying I want to go back, but at the same time, I'm happy where I am. So <laughs> No, I think it's important. I think, uh, you know, the journey is the journey, you know, yeah. and uh, it, you, your journey could have forked any different direction based yeah. on any other information you had before that, where then the yeah. learning, the learning wouldn't have happened to help yeah. you get to the journey you're at now. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's a very unique question and that's, that's frankly why we ask it, but you know, we, <laughs> yeah. it, it's one of those things that you, you, you clicked on this a little bit is the time, you know, is yeah. starting something now, you know, I, I'm yeah. kind of a perfectionist, uh, imperfect action. Ooh. I, I would, yeah. I would not do, I will plan something to death and yeah. it's that imperfect action that led us yeah. to where we are today. Right. And yeah, you know, again, I think Corey told you my son just turned one and yeah, it, yeah. It, looking at him, it's like, what? you were just born. You, how can <laughs> you be one years old? Right. Oh, man, and I've so, so time, time flies. So if yep. you don't take imperfect action and you continue yeah. to wait for that perfect time to take action, you yep. might be too old to be able to take that action. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a scary thought if you think about it and it's, actually something that should scare you even more as you get older in a sense mm -hmm. of just learn. And I think, I think when you're young, you're trying, you're trying, well, you, you do a lot of stupid stuff in your life <laughs> and, uh, and that just comes an experience. And I think if you, get, if you get older, you're afraid to take more actions uh, or more action, as you say they, and you try and do stuff to do perfect because you think if I make a mistake now, it's going to be too costly where it isn't. It isn't. If you do your homework and you tried it and it didn't work, at least you did your homework, did the research, so what didn't work? Go back, reassess, go through it. I said imperfect, imperfect action. That's why I see a lot of people building funnels. They think, oh, I should build a funnel immediately and I'm, it's, people are going to run to it and, I, and they're gonna, I'm going to sell millions of dollars of stuff. Where that's not the way you should start. In any case, you start way before that you have to even start. But, and people try and put too much information on a funnel because they, they, as I said, they, they get to the funnel and put so much information on it because they want to vomit everything at you they're so afraid they're missing something from you or they're going to miss right. this guy or this guy. And yeah, I said, take action, but at least do your homework and what you should be doing. And uh, yeah, they were overcomplicated. Definitely don't overcomplicate it because that just, <laughs> if, if, if your mind, as I said previously, if your mind is frazzled, it comes through on what you're doing. Your funnels, your, your, present, your way you speak, the way you talk to people, present yourself. 
because people pick it up. People who know what they're talking about will immediately pick it up and call BS. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's, with uh, you going to FHL, uh, Funnel Hacking Live in 2018, uh, yeah. what advice do you give to those of us that are, that are heading that way uh, this year and uh, in future time? <laughs> cool. Uh, so, make the most of it, connections. I think I didn't spend enough time chatting to people because I was very still in my bubble of uh, I'm doing my thing and stuff. And that's literally when the agency really started to grow. Just, I literally started the agency in 29, late 2019, middle of 2019, actually started really, uh, well, actually beginning 2019. That's actually when another client jumped in, another client there. But uh, 2018 was kind of a sense of I went there and I thought I'm, gonna do, I'm just going to learn a lot of stuff. We, the event is great. You learn a lot of content, but you actually miss what's happening around you. There's so many people around you talking about stuff and the connections you can make there is great. And if you actually spend time ahead of time, well, spend time before it to think about who you want to meet there, who you want to kind of talk to, uh, that's a great, just some great advice I can give there. And before you speak to somebody and you know, maybe it's a bit of a person like a bit more famous in our world, if you can almost say that, and you walk up to them, you want to talk to them, be prepared to ask questions at the beginning to open a relationship, to open, open a conversation instead of going immediately, hey, I'm gonna come work, I'm gonna build funnels for you, uh, I wanna do this for you. Start talking to the person, do research on the family, stuff like that. I don't, don't stalk them, <laughs> but at least have some kind of conversation style that are icebreaker, as you normally call it, just to kind of speak to the person. And because uh, most people, if you come to that, I think it helps a lot. But biggest thing I would say relationship building. Go with the intention of meeting as much people as you can. Uh, to the point where actually your, your, your voice actually breaks or whatever, uh, goes away. Uh, just go, I think that's a good thing to do. And uh, yeah, I think Tony Robbins is going to be this one again, the 2021. So uh, yeah, that's, that's a cool experience. Uh, make, be prepared to do stuff you've never done in your life. Uh, cry, laugh at the same time, which is no explanation to it. So uh, yeah, that's an amazing experience in itself. But uh, yeah, as I said, take notes. Uh, and after that, the notes you've taken, actually go sit down and either summarize what you've taken down and take action on it. Because what I did is I took two uh, binders full of notes and I came back with it and it's still sitting. But the other day, well, other day I went through it and actually so I took a really, some really good notes I can use for podcasts and I could have used for this, I could have used that, different things. And I didn't actually use that content that I paid to be there that I didn't use. So yeah, make the most of it. That's what I said. Use the content you can get there for yourself if you're looking to do something similar. And I do, as I said, connections. So, yeah. I think that's I think that's awesome. That's fantastic advice. I, I love the note the note piece because I, I I'll do yeah. that. I'll take a bunch of notes, yeah. and uh, I I may look at them sometime at a future <laughs> state. But I I feel in yeah. my mind if I write yeah. it, it's it's burnt in, yeah. which it's not because yeah. yeah. you know unless unless you go back and you actually reuse those notes. Um, yeah. it, it's kind of almost useless to take the notes. Yeah, because uh, what, what what they use, I didn't I don't know if they're going to do it this year again. Uh, but they did, the year of we where we were at the at, well at the event, they actually gave us a slide afterwards. So whatever they were chatting on the slides, you actually got afterwards, and they gave you the videos of the recordings. So the note taking you could have done. You could actually have listened to what they're saying. Actually taken the important notes. Because I, I was like writing everything down. I was saying like, oh, 
rewind, rewind. Oh, I can't rewind. I missed that point. What did he say, just say now? They, so it was literally a case of, okay, so let's go back to that. Uh, so I took a lot of notes, but I think take important notes, something that really strikes with you and still listen to what the kind of person is saying because otherwise you're not interacting and seeing what they're doing and what language they're using. Because uh, I don't know if they're going to do it again, but they gave us the videos and the slides, which was amazing. So you can always go back over it, which was just awesome well, to go that, back over. That way you can be present. Yeah, you can actually be present and, in the moment, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, well, so... Um, you know, moving forward, what's, what's kind of on your 2020 agenda? Uh, obviously, uh, the, the Funnel, Funnel Society podcast and, and some other stuff that you're working on. But, uh, yeah, tell everybody what's, what's happening in your world. So, a lot. <laughs> As you can know, uh, so what's been really, well, what's been 2019, what I've taken from 2019 is actually focusing down and minimizing the stuff that I'm doing. Because uh, as most of us, you start saying yes to, to too many two things, and those few things you've said yes to start growing also, and those become bigger monsters that you could have initially catched. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so what I've done is uh, we've kind of I've kind of gone down backwards a bit and said, okay, so what is the important areas I should focus on? Specifically, what is going to make me cash? Uh, what is going to bring in revenue? Start focusing on the twenty percent that's more important than eighty percent that's more at the moment. So. That's why I went back, sat down, had a hard conversation with myself and said, okay, so the podcast I think is important because that's a way of me getting out there. At the same time, it's for me just to have a chat and speak to like-minded people like you guys, which is awesome all the time. Um, and then at the same time, also using it potentially as getting clients, but at the same time, just using it as an outlet because I've been putting out in the back burner, as I said, since 2018, when I said I'm going to start it. So I started it. Then uh, from there, uh, we, looked at, we looked at now how client acquisition is going to work now going forward. Uh, so looking at the potential clients we're going to work with now, uh, what's the relationship we're going to build uh, in, that, in that space. Because uh, what we also went now, we kind of went back also looking at the current clients we have and what we can do better, what processes we can put even more in place now for them to help them with their systems. Um, looking at, uh, so what we've done is now we're busy, it's actually the first time I'm actually talking about this on a podcast. <laughs> we're busy developing a CRM system for the specific thing where it will look at everything around your funnels. Um, so if you're running a campaign, either evergreen or live, it will give you basically an overview of what happened. So it will show you how many emails were sent, what was the open rates per email, what did you actually get from that? Um, so how did the whole campaign perform in total? It will look at the funnel side of things, the sales, the opt-ins and everything. It will give you a bit more of a one place where you can see everything. Uh, that's we can't be working on we're very early days still it's so if anybody tells you about developing software they don't tell you it takes a massive amount of time and energy and resources which nobody tells you so uh, it's uh, it's kind of hurting but it's good it's hurting in a good sense where if we, need, if we get this right it's going to be i think massive for, for people out there using online marketing i think in the general sales funnels anything email marketing um well the whole thing is going to be connected but that's a quick just like a sneak peek for that. We're still in early days I said, for that, which is I'm pretty excited about. Uh, hopefully we, we're launching first stage, hopefully end of this month, maybe next month, the first version, we'll see how it goes. Uh, so yeah, that's what I'm working on. And then I said the funnel agency side, I think building out a bit more for that, looking at new clients, bringing new clients and putting processes in place and putting more people behind it. Um, so training up more people on our side to kind of uh, take more responsibility 
because uh, it's it's you can't build you can't well you can't build this whole this whole business without having a team. That's what I think a lot of people miss usually is the team behind it. Because um, you see a lot, it's like for instance you see Russell or you see Dean or you see Tony. All these guys they are the heads of or basically what's happening at the top of the pyramid or whatever you want to call it. And you never see what's happening behind the scenes where it sometimes is chaos as a launch would be launched within five minutes of the of it actually going live you get the last things finished. Um, so what we're doing is just kind of putting some more team members in place for this now so we actually the agents can grow. Because uh, what is the bottleneck at the moment is me. I'm the bottleneck because <laughs> uh, I take on too much of it and uh, I'm trying to kind of now look at how I can start bringing people in kind of building that side of the business now instead of just being that and still do that actually um we're getting a lot of partnerships um a lot of uh, other businesses we're going to work with and building funnels with um from previous clients who have built the big business well the business the current business they have has grown so much where they've got different branches actually now starting off from those businesses which will also need funnels being built and managed so that's quite nice because it's not a case of I almost have to find too many new clients. It's a case of the current clients I have have grown to the point where certain sections of their business has actually been pulled out as another business on its on the, on the, on the side. And not that as a side hustle, actually, it's actually just. I was just going to say it's a testament to your your what doing customer service and your execution so if they're coming back to you for, been for that stuff. Exciting, yeah, was, yeah, and and I loved that we just had some breaking news. On our podcast, <laughs> yeah, that, but that yeah, was even better, awesome, right? So. But um, nobody has, I, I know that sounds like a question. Lot, actually, me what about working on uh, yeah. going forward? Yeah, no, nobody's asked, asked me that, and you guys are the first ones to ask him. So nice, nice. Well, where where can our listeners kind of if if they're looking for your help or that yeah. something that you said in our show kind of ring a bell with them? Where can they find you online? Okay, so they can go to consultfunnels.com. That's uh, where our agency sits. It's a very simple, straightforward website. To be honest, we don't invest a lot of time in that side of the business yet, uh, just because we've had the clients we work with. As I said, it's a lot of time we put into them. So, uh, but yeah, that's going to change this year. Uh, we're going to put a lot more effort behind that. But they can go there if they want to, and if they don't, uh, they can either email me. Uh, well, reach out to Facebook actually if they want to. I'm very active on Facebook Messenger, so if they can get my surname pronounced right or spelled right, hopefully they can get me there. Otherwise, they can just go to the Funnel Society uh, Facebook group and they can get me there. And uh, yeah, that's the two ways to reach out. Uh, very easy. Uh, yeah, simple, straightforward. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, we have two takeaways. Uh, the first one, just like with Will, you can start your next journey or side hustle while you're doing something so just like with him he had a job his job wanted him to do click funnels uh, he started doing that which then parlayed into a bigger thing for him and uh, the second piece just never too late definitely never too late I, I love that all right everyone so if you like the show go ahead and give us a five-star review and subscribe uh, and definitely go check us out on facebook facebook.com forward slash groups slash hindsight hacking and as always we want to personally thank you for being the best part of the hindsight hackers community